This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Hello and welcome in to New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, the three pillars of protection program. I am Ben George. He's Ted Alatsis, attorney and counselor at law with the Alatsis Law Firm. He's there in Brooklyn, New York, and you can find him online at alatsislawfirm.com. Ted, welcome in. What's going on today? Oh, everything's everything's great there, Ben. How are you? I am doing well, doing well. We've got a mailbag edition of the podcast. We're going to open up and dive into a few different questions that have come in and, uh, and get your thoughts on these. But of course, we like to start off with the legalese of the day. So Again, every time uh, we, we do this, we try to pull out a, a phrase or a term or something you might hear during the estate planning process that maybe you aren't too familiar with or maybe uh, aren't clear on and try to do uh, a little better job of explaining that here on the podcast. So today's legalese of the day is right of disposition. What does this mean? So uh, disposition is essentially what, what happens with your remains once you're deceased, right? So the right of disposition is the right to uh, deal with that particular issue. So whether it's uh, making sure that the funeral arrangements are are taken care of or uh, burial, cremation, uh, things of that nature, those, those are the disposition issues that the person who has the right of disposition would be taken care of. So, you know, what the cemetery um they, uh, you're going to be buried in, or, um, you know, if you're, or, uh, you know, crematorium or morito or a mausoleum or, or whatever, whatever arrangements, you know, that would, that would take place with your final remains. That's, that's what the right of disposition of the, per- the person who has the right of disposition would be dealing with. All right. Very good. And, and if you want to give more on that and, and I guess any kind of medical side of the estate planning process, we had a good podcast our last time out on medical info that you need to know and, and disposition uh, authorization was on that as well. And we got into some detail and some really good info on that that Ted provided. So go back to our last podcast, check that out when you get a second. You can find it wherever you're listening, or you can also find it online at alatsislawfirm.com. All right. So we've got a few mailbag questions today. I want to start off with this one from Patricia. It says, I'm a widow. I've never remarried, but I am in a serious relationship. I consider her to be my spouse. She recently sold her house and moved into my home. What happens if I die before her? Should I put her name on my house deed? Wow. So that is uh, that question has a lot of interesting permutations to deal with. So, you know, frankly, what happens, you know, it, Patricia, if you were to pass your your partner would have no legal rights to that house um, because her, you know, her name is not on the deed. And you know would not have any legal rights uh, unless you know you've done something, either like you know create a will, you know naming her as the beneficiary or uh, putting her name on the deed or perhaps maybe doing a trust. There's a lot of different you know issues with regards to all of those um, that you know really require a more detailed you know analysis of what's going on. But to give you a, a short answer as to whether you know you should just put her name on the de- on the, on the deed. You know, it is a very difficult, uh, difficult question to answer just off the top. Um, there are lots of things to do and to consider. Um, certainly, the nature of your relationship and you know whether you think that relationship is going to um, go on uh, for a long period of time. Um, whether your your partner is going to be uh, contributing to the household and creating part of an equity interest in that household uh, is also a factor. So, a lot of different things can affect the answer to that question. So putting her name on the deed is one way to go. It may not necessarily be the best way. 
Okay. Great question, Patricia. If you want to follow up again, phone number is 718-233-2903. All right. Here's a question from Lisa. It says, my children don't get along with my husband, who is their stepfather, and we share finances. I am worried that he will disown my children if I pass away first. So how can I make sure my children receive at least some of my assets? Lisa, that's a great question. We run into this, you know, oftentimes in in blended families. Um, so, so what happens in a scenario like that is there are certain spousal rights that um, your spouse would have to your assets, and so um, what you'd want to do is, in order to protect your children would probably come up with some form of a trust, and you know, in, in, and by putting some of your assets in a trust to secure that um, those assets go to your children is probably the best way to ensure that. Now, you're also going to probably want uh, someone other than your spouse to be the trustee of that trust one once you're gone. But I think of, you know, the best scenario in that, uh, the, 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 or the best answer in that scenario is to put, um, put your assets, your specific assets, those especially that you want to make sure go to your children, to put those in, in some form of a trust. I'm assuming if you made your, or I guess her husband, the the trustee, would that give him the um, control and maybe changing some of her wishes? Well, that's a possibility, right? So you want to kind of be careful with that, and it, you know, so so you want to avoid that as a as a conflict, and so you'd probably want to have some sort of combination, perhaps. Um, it also it, it's also going to depend on how old the children are, right? Um, you know, if the children are over the age of 18, then, you know, we have, you know, one, you know, one possible scenario. If, we, if children are under 18, then we have to deal with, you know, that, that particular scenario. So it really, it's going to depend a little bit on that too. All right. Great question, Lisa. Some definitely some things to think about, but there are some ways to protect your children and, and make sure that your wishes are met there as well. So again, find uh, an estate planning attorney to speak with. And if you want to talk with Ted, you can always log on alastislawfirm.com. All right. Uh, here's another one from Robert. It says, my attorney told me to look into arranging my funeral, burial, etc. while I'm alive. However, I don't care what happens to my body after I'm gone. Are there problems with doing nothing and just leaving it up to the children after I'm gone? So that's a great question, Robert. So the, the short answer is there aren't necessarily problems simply by not making those arrangements. Most people don't. So uh, and the kid, and you know, the kids will eventually try to figure out, you know, what needs to be done, and hopefully, they they have some sort of sense um, as to what it was that you would want to happen in that scenario. Um, now, that doesn't mean it's not better to plan. Um, it also doesn't mean that you know planning is something that would you know cause you know more pain. It's actually probably better. Um, so. The short answer to your question is no, it's not a quote unquote problem unless the children don't agree on what your disposition would be uh, or they don't have access to funds to fund your burial um, or they simply just can't get together, right? They're in different parts of the country and you're here in New York and, and, you know, you have no, no guidance whatsoever. So, you know, that would be where the problems would come in. But um, most people do leave it to to chance, so to speak. But uh, planning is certainly better. Yeah, it seems like one of those scenarios where you put all the burden on the kids, where 
you know, if it doesn't matter to you, maybe best is to get it done. And I guess even if you don't have any wishes and it's like, Hey, I really don't care. I don't want to put anything down. Would you still recommend, Hey, at least sit down with your children and, and then let them know of your intentions so that they, they can maybe be having those conversations now and kind of be prepared for it. Because I think to your point, the planning will make things easier. I think during the grieving process, instead of having this, the added stress of trying to line up these things after your father's passed. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, this scenario kind of you know comes to mind because because even if someone if someone doesn't leave specific written instructions, right, then you you leave it up to interpretation for everyone to kind of put in their two cents. And you know when I when I think of a scenario like this, I think back to an episode of The Sopranos when when Tony's mother passed, and um, she had you know made it very clear to you know Tony and the other sister that she didn't want a burial, she didn't want th- you know she didn't want any. Yeah, and any wake, she didn't want anything. Really, no, the very modest service. And the one daughter was insisting that they have a big to do and a couple of days of, of viewing and all this other stuff, which you know, which they ended up doing. Right? Um, that's not what mom wanted, but they did what they wanted to do anyway. Right? So, because mom had not laid out what those wishes were, they kind of went against those wishes. So, spelling things out, especially if it's important to you you know, is, is a good idea. Now, if it's not a good, if if it's not important to you, that's all well and good. A lot of people don't want to think about what's going to happen to them, you know, once they're gone and they're okay, leaving it to the kids. But if you want to avoid fighting, you want to avoid, you know, disagreement, you want to, you want to avoid arguments. It's probably better to just spell it out. Outstanding. Well, we appreciate your question, Robert. Also Lisa and Patricia, thanks for reaching out. And if you have questions for Ted, you can always contact him directly. Just log on alatsislawfirm.com or you can call 718-233-2903. All right, Ted, thanks for your insight as always. And thank you for listening to New York's Asset Protection Roundtable. This is a Three Pillars of Protection program. Got a new episode coming in a couple of weeks. Ted, we'll talk to you then. Thank you, Ben. Talk to you soon. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.